This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is sponsored by The Forward. Stay up to date with unlimited access to news, culture, and opinion all through a Jewish lens. And for our listeners, for 2NJB listeners, get six months of The Forward for 15 bucks. An exclusive subscription offer for our listeners, forward.com slash 2NJB, and get six months for 15 bucks. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, IsraelNationalNews.com. And last but not least, in collaboration with Australian Jewish News, check them out at ajn.timesofisrael.com. There's no better way to introduce our next guest than by telling you about the following tweet. A few days ago, Gidon Levy published an op-ed in Haaretz and wrote, There is not and there cannot be an Arab who stands silent for the siren on the Memorial Day for fallen IDF soldiers, the soldiers who killed his fellow nationals, who conquered his land, who banished his fathers, and who continue to abuse his brothers. An Arab who stands during the siren commits a lie in his soul and betrays his nation period. Yosef Haddad, an Arab-Israeli and CEO of the NGO Aravim Zelezeh, tweeted a photo of the excerpt and wrote, Gidon, I am an Arab-Israeli and I'm a wounded IDF veteran. I stand during the siren with pride and with sorrow every single year and think about my friends who I lost as they fought for the entire country, Jews and Arabs. Aravim Zelezeh is an NGO dedicated to connecting the Arab community to Israeli society. Aravim Zelezeh directly translates to Arabs one for another, but is also a play on the old Jewish proverb, all of Israel is responsible one for another. We are super thrilled to be joined today by Yosef Haddad to talk about just how integrated Arabs are in Israeli society. If at all. Let's find out. Oh, let's find out together. So before we get into the episode, guys, if you're listening, you probably have some kind of interest in Israel, uh, probably a lot of interest in Israel. And Masa Israel Journey is sponsoring this episode. Yes. Masa Israel Journey. They're the marketplace for long-term opportunities in Israel. Guys, you have to check them out. Go to MasaIsrael.org slash Two Nice Jewish Boys. MasaIsrael.org slash Two Nice Jewish Boys spelled out. They have amazing opportunities in Israel, right? And now, uh, since Corona, basically, they have, you can do things remote. You don't have to know Israel. You don't even have to come to Israel. Okay, you can just uh, do everything remotely, and you get funded. If you get accepted, uh, if you apply and get accepted, you get funded. So really amazing, amazing opportunities. I did a bunch of Massa programs myself. Huge part of the reason I'm here. We're on their website. Yes, we're on the website. You can internship with us. Yes. Um, so go to massaisrael.org slash two nice Jewish boys. T-W-O, nice Jewish boys. The, the ultimate Israeli ex- uh, experience. What else can you ask for? Absolutely. Yeah. First of all, it's uh, it's an honor to be here. Thank you. Thank and you so I'm, much. I'm uh, very excited as well. Uh, what an opening. Uh, straight uh, and forward, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think it's I the like best it. way. Now, or like sent it. me that tweet and I loved it, so I had to, it had to be part of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it says it, says it all. I mean, uh, 
there is a huge uh, uh, you know false uh, information about who we are and, uh, and and especially about you know the Israeli Arabs and we, we must understand that there's two million Israeli Arabs living in Israel and people think that what you see on the TV in terms of you know the politicians the politics that uh, you know represent us on and um, you know doing like you know, represent us um, and they don't figure they don't, they don't get people outside of the Arab society they don't get that there is more than that and there is a reason why for now the joint list is with this number and that but we'll explain that and we'll talk about it because I'm sure you will ask but what I'm trying to say is the generalization that's you know when people do a you know take something and, and yeah the stigma and then you generalize it you know make it like uh, supposed to like if we talk about the Haredim you see a little bit of Haredim then it's all the Haredim you see a little bit of that on the Arab so it's all the Arab I, I cannot accept that but what is but, it that, yeah I'm I just gonna have to say that it's first of all it's ridiculously racist that that uh, also it's so funny that like right the uh, the 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 Gidon Levy is like the quintessential leftist uh, stands for liberal rights and stuff and and he it's such just so racist to say that an Arab has to be some way yeah yeah but don't forget one one important thing that I didn't say it in that tweet but I did I wrote it in my post uh, on Facebook which is also we're talking about first of all the Bedouin community they're Muslim Arabs the Druze community they are Arabs that we're talking about just uh, a year ago, uh, during the Memorial Day, I was in Arara, and in Arara, there's a, uh, uh, you have a, a, monument. a monument for Israeli Arabs, Muslims and Christians who fell uh, in battle, uh, battling in the IDF, uh, and uh, <laughs> and and suddenly, uh, when he says there's no one, suddenly there is hundreds of uh, uh, soldiers, Arab Israeli soldiers who actually. Uh, uh, lost their lives and thousands of members of family that uh, feel sorry and sorrow every year. So coming and saying that in this way, it is just, it is racist. It is, it is racist. But what is it that he just doesn't get, him and his friends? It is, it's just very easy, you know, to come and say, listen, everyone who lives here in Israel and he's an Arab, he's not an Israeli. Uh, and I, look, I can understand where it comes from, where it's coming from. Where? I understand. Because if you, we have to divide, first of all, the, the generations here in the Israeli Arab society. There is the older generation, there's the younger generation. And, and let's see together what, what's going on. My grandfather, my, my grand-grandfather, they were part of the, whatever happened in 48, which is a pre and post-Israel. Uh, we're talking about the independence war, and then we have... The Six-Day War, 67, and then we have Yom Kippur War in 73. But by the way, up until late 70s, beginning early 80s, there was a military uh, 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 regime in, uh, in, in, in some cities and uh, villages in the Arab society here in Israel. What, what do you mean? What I mean? The it, IDF ruled those cities. Yes, yeah. of course. Uh. And, 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 and more than that, we must understand that when you come with this feeling with the older generation, obviously there is some sort of a, how you say, load that coming from the past. Mm -hmm. But the simple fact is that yeah, the young generation, I'm among them, and I'm talking about those who were born uh, in the mid-80s 
and the 90s and the 2000s, we, 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 we didn't have this. Yeah, but, but don't you paint a bit of an optimistic picture? Because, you know, we studied in, the, in Tel Aviv University. Yeah. So in Tel Aviv University, when you still had students who would come to the campus back in the day, mm-hmm. um, you would see. You would see their demonstrations yeah. and the hatred. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I see that and I understand that. But this is something... They rep- also represent a big chunk. It's because, it's because they are part. It's not a big chunk. Not at all, actually. It's because it is part of an organization and political parties that, are, that, that they are embedded for years, centuries, not years, centuries, on centuries, 70 years we've been thinking one way. But the fact is that when this student comes and then suddenly he is pushed to be part of Ishjabha, which is a part of the joint list, or Tajamma, which is part of the joint list. What are these organizations? It's student organization, part of the political parties from the joint list. And when you're a Palestinian Israeli who comes to the campus, if you don't participate, mm-hmm. then people... First of, all, I must, first of all, I must correct you. Israeli Arabs are Israeli Arabs. A fact. It's 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 by not statistic. Palestinians. You mean? Listen, they there was a survey by the Democratic Institute here in Israel, uh, and I can send you after that the, the the survey itself. They asked Israeli Arabs, "How do you find this? Do you, do you define yourselves?" Mm-hmm. Only nine percent define themselves as Palestinians. The majority, more than seventy-six percent, define themselves as Israeli Arabs. Uh, and and and. And I'm not saying that everyone is defining themselves like this. And I'm not saying that um, everyone is uh, saying that they are Palestinian or they're Israeli Arabs. But the fact is that, especially in the young generation, we must understand that there is a different approach. I like to call it Israelization. There is some sort of an Israelization. And this Israelization comes because, as I said, the young generation didn't pass whatever our older generation passed. So... So could it be that there's some truth to what Guido Levy said? I mean, because what the way you're describing no. it, there's, no, 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 there no, were I'm these sentiments, or there were these sentiments Listen, in the Gidon, older generation. Wait, 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 but Aitan wait. didn't finish the point. I yeah, didn't I'm understand just asking, what he. I'm just asking, and uh, I'm playing devil's advocate here. But yeah. Guido Levy was describing, and what you what you just described is that your parents and the older generation maybe do have this sentiment. The, and these feelings of like you know uh, not being uh, uh, not belonging here and belonging somewhere else, and and maybe this Israelization is what he's describing as betraying your forefathers. Well, first of all, first of all, he literally, as I said, he put a general on everybody, yeah, without any exception. Obviously, that this is uh, his column was very uh, direct and yeah. uh, obvious. So there, so if you want to come and say part of, okay. Then fine, part of okay, a part. large part of even if you want to say, you know what, which might I not will, be true, but I'm saying I'll, I will go, I will yeah. go even with if you want to say a large part, which by the way he is also mistaken by yeah, yeah. Know, my opinion anyway, um, and I see the how do you say I'm I'm on the street I see the shetach I see yeah. what's going on in the boots on the ground boots on the ground actually exactly so um, so if you want to say something like this. Uh, you don't make a general uh, assumption, and uh, and uh, and even it's not it's not even assumption. He was very decisive. This is what it is. Uh, enough, like okay, I'll tell you what. It's very simple. Enough. One person like me could, to contradict what he said. Yeah, and I did it. Let me. Let <laughs> so let's put Guido and Levy aside. Yeah, but yeah. but I, I to me, 
um, when I talk to people about Israeli Israeli Arabs um, or Arab Israelis, um, and even the people you're talking about, the younger generation, I draw the line when I ask a simple question. What's your take on the right of return? Be- why? Because I think there's a huge consensus for the right of return. And to me, as a Jew living in the <laughs> state of Israel, the right of return, by definition, means my destruction. So if you support the right of return, you do not want to me to be here. That's okay. my logic. So my logic is very simple. I'm realistic. Okay. When I start my journey as a CEO of uh, uh, the organization together vouch for each other, and all our aim is to bring the Arab Israeli society closer to the Israeli society and bridge the gaps between Jews and Arabs here in Israel. We are a political uh, we're not a political uh, movement or organization. But when we funded ourselves, it was because of our politic uh, leaders. Because they didn't do nothing for us. They the members of Knesset. The members of the Knesset. And uh, anyone who, who can actually affect our life, they were only talking or doing about what's going on outside of Israel, uh, Palestine. And I, you know, I actually can say it easily. They're concentrating on Gaza instead of Nazareth. Uh, they're concentrating on Ramallah or Jenin instead of uh, uh, Rahat or Shfamer. And we came as an organization, we, we said, we want to tweet the main problems of our society from illegal weapons, from uh, uh, violence, violence against women. We want better frustrations, better education system, uh, equality. We want to work on this. But we also said one more thing. We want to do it out of a logic. Because, and I spoke actually in, a, in an Arab uh, TV program in, uh, in Channel 12, and... I said it directly to the people there. Uh, and I said, if someone thinks that there will come a day that this state will not define the, the, themselves, the, the Israeli state, will not define as a Jewish state as well, and thinking that it will be only democratic state, yeah, they're hallucinating. then they're hallucinating. Okay. So I'm coming from a logic place where I say, okay, I'm not focusing on removing the word Jewish from the state, but I'm more focusing on democratic. So I don't have a problem with Israel being a Jewish and democratic state, okay? Mm-hmm. My focus on how can we make the democratic word definition stronger, which means equality. And I don't care. I don't care about whatever it's the right of return or whatever. I don't care about it. All I care about is you and me, you're a Jewish, I'm an Arab, we're both Israelis, we have the same equal rights here in Israel. Yeah. Okay? But, but so, for me, so for me, just to finish my, uh, my point, so for me, I came and I said that Israel can exist as Jewish and democratic state, and those who are afraid from democratic, then they have a weak uh, uh, belief in, in, in their uh, Judaism, you know, uh, as a Jewish. And those who are afraid of the fact that Israel can be also democratic and Jewish, they can come to me and see that I'm very successful in a Jewish democratic state. Obviously, there's a lot of problems. And I'm sure we will talk about the the national bill law and, and, and we'll explain also about it. 
uh, and how we can resolve and fix that law as well. There is problems. Israel is not perfect. It's far from being perfect. But in order for us to bridge the gaps, we need to find this logic equation that we will go and follow it. Wait, but, but just to push on my yeah. question, because I didn't get an answer, really. Yeah, yes, I, I understand what you think, but I don't think that young Arab Israelis that you talked about, they would b- concur, because I feel they do support the right of return. I have most to, of them well, I have to, and have how to can to I live with them when they support this you have to come to speak to the activists in our organization we're both of, but, 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 but from the uh, Christian community from the Muslim community from the Druze community from the Bedouin community those who don't hear their voices but don't you agree with me that most of young Israeli Arabs support the right of return most of the most of the Israeli Arabs right now focusing on how can we be safe and confident in our own houses and villages and cities how what we want how we can But when you ask them about the right of return no that's okay that's okay for uh, for you know asking uh, these questions no, no, this no, is very important on, what I'm saying no, it's important what I'm saying what I'm saying is that That they're not focusing on that because they are not Palestinians we are not talking about the Palestinians in Jenin and, and, and uh, Gaza we are talking about Israeli Arabs living here and by the way we are seeing what's happening right now in in, in, in the terms of the last uh, three years uh, sorry three elections you see that the Israeli Arabs want to be integrated want to be involved more involved and we also more than that you can see that the Israeli Arabs are the in in the in, in the positions where they affect your life as as a Jewish as a you can go to the hospitals you can go to the police stations you can you can go everywhere I just got vaccinated by an Arab doctor today. The, probably the percentage of you being vaccinated by a doctor or nurse uh, uh, Arab is a uh, more highly than a, than, yeah. a, than a Jewish uh, nurse or a doctor so what I'm saying is that it's not the main focus uh, 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 anymore and, uh, and and the reason is because more and more of Israeli Arabs are realistic and starting to understand that they want to move on. This is why I'm telling you that when we talk about the joint list, and you know what? This is something good. Talking about, uh, talking about it uh, now, I, and I'm, I'm remembering that I wanted to even to say something to you guys. We're speaking in English. But uh, obviously when we spoke together, we spoke in Hebrew. And... Uh, and uh, And uh, why I thought w- about what I'm going to say, because I, I, I was going to say that you should go and check the social media in Arabic to see how the Israeli Arab actually uh, responding to the joint list on their uh, illusions uh, and their uh, uh, promises uh, that they will do for us. And everybody thinks that, oh, they're, they're, they're going to talk again and they're not going to do it again. They're not tra- they're taking care of us and uh, they're selling illusions again. And then I thought that you can't do it because both of you probably don't know to read or to speak Arabic. So, But you have translate on them. Yeah, well, it's not as the same as to speak and do. Yeah. So what I'm saying is that this is, a, 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 you know, to push a, a, another agenda of mine. Another agenda of mine is that, you know, language is some, some sort of a bridge, you know, between, uh, between two societies. And the way that the Israeli Arabs learn our Hebrew, I think every Jew here in Israel must learn uh, Arabic. And by learning Arabic, by the way, you would be more surprised when you speak that language to someone in the Arab society, you would be very surprised that it's, it's boots on the ground, you know? You would see that this is something that doesn't really care about right now. 
that the right of return. We care about a lot of really fundamental issues in in in, in food on the table. Yes. <laughs> so I, I I'm also like uh, there's tons of stuff to say, but I, I want us maybe to take a step back. And okay. Yeah. Tell us about Yosef Haddad. Like, where did you grow up? What's your background? Because a lot of people might be like, where is this guy coming from? Yeah. Um, well, um, the question is, where did you grow up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but what I want to say is, eventually, I, I grew up in, uh, I, I was born in Haifa, the biggest uh, mixed city yeah. in Israel. And I grew up uh, in, uh, in Nazareth, the biggest Arabic city. Uh, and a lot of people ask me why I am doing or, or uh, how I uh, become yeah. what I'm now and why I'm doing what I'm doing now. And, and actually, the answer is literally from where I coming from mm-hmm. uh, and where I was born. And I was born in the biggest uh, mixed city in, in Israel where you have uh, Jews, uh, Christian, Muslim and Druze, you know, all of them together in one uh, amazing city like, uh, you know, the city of Haifa. Um, and I grew up in an Israeli society that I'm not naive. I know what is the Israeli society. And even 20, 30 years ago, they were still, you know, divided as even now, if not more, but it was still with the same problems. But I grew up in a different society. I grew up in a society where Jews and Arabs, uh, all of us together, playing football in Kirat Eliezer neighborhood. Uh, And we didn't really care that we are Arab or a Jew. We only care about playing football. And because of that, we become best friends and then people would come to my house for holidays I would go for Eid al-Adha and Christmas and I would go also for Passover and you know I know the Echad Mi Echad so you also uh, have holiday of holidays in Haifa the holidays of the holidays of course celebrating the three uh, holidays of uh, Christianity Muslims and uh, and Jews so it's it's amazing it's really amazing so this is this is the kind of society that I, I, I grew in and when I arrived at the age of 18 maintain my connection with all my friends, both Jews and Arabs. Uh, my Jewish friends and my Jewish friends, you know, started their way in the IDF. And I asked myself a simple question. Why I'm not in the IDF? Why I'm not serving my country as well? I'm an Israeli, just as any, any other uh, friend who was drafted to the IDF. And I also asked myself that the last time that I checked is the IDF, it's not the JDF, it's Israeli Defense Force, not a Jewish Defense Force. And uh, I've decided to... Volunteer. I also decided to volunteer to Gulani Brigade, which is one of the best, if not the best, actually it is the best, uh, uh, you know, brigade in in the IDF. One one of the brigades that probably gets the most flack for being, quote unquote, racist. Uh, No, no, no. No, because if you're... I think the stigma of the Golani Brigade is that they're well, a bunch of should. Arab-hating... Uh, no, I'm should. saying the stigma. I'm not saying that that's how it is. Yeah, well, it is... Uh, it's bullshit. A BS, uh, yeah, bullshit uh, stigma. You can say bullshit. All right, <laughs> well, <that's, laughs> well, it is a bullshit stigma. I, I can tell you once my foot stepped inside of the unit, I was as equal as everyone else, and I got even uh, treated uh, in the uh, most respect, and, uh, and uh, we were just family, family. But I guess that I, I wanna I wanna share with you why I, what what happened just a month before uh, I started my service in the IDF. Um, I started my service on the 15th of November 2003, and I was pretty sure of my uh, the the path that I took and the decision that I took. And then um, some of I lost some of my Arab friends because of that decision. Obviously, they they had a problem with me going to the IDF. Still, I was sure, but. Uh, a month and a week before I was uh, supposed to start my uh, service, 
a terrible event happened in Israel, but that event, because of that terrible event, unfortunately, I say that, it made it even more clear that I'm doing the right thing. And on the 4th of October, 2003, um, a female Palestinian suicide bomber went into a maximum restaurant in Haifa, and she blew up the restaurant, ended up killing 21 civilians. Uh, among the killing, uh, they, they did, uh, were Arabs, Jews and Arabs. Haifa. And in Haifa, yes. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, it, it hits you, and you understand that terrorism doesn't really care if you are an Arab or a Jew. As long as you're Israeli, you are a target. Uh, for so, uh, Like the rockets from Lebanon. So, taking me now, three years later, I participated in the Second Lebanon War, and one of the things that uh, my friend also told me, and asked me actually, <coughs> how do you feel on going and fighting other Arabs? You are an Arab. And I said, I didn't fought an Arabs. I fought a, a terrorist organization. I fought Hezbollah. And... Uh, and uh, and then I and, and it was like a couple of months later when it's when like it w- asking someone how do you feel fighting human beings? Yeah, yeah. But the thing is, the the craziest thing is that uh, we, we we finished this conversation uh, when they just totally agreed with me because a few months later uh, I was actually in the hospital because I was uh, injured badly during that war. And when my friends came and they asked me, what do you think about? And we told you on about, you know, uh, fighting other Arabs, fighting terrorist organization, and, and, and I said, uh, as I told you guys, I fought a terrorist organization. I fought Hezbollah. And that terrorist organization didn't really care about uh, if we are Arabs or Jews. Uh, and to back it up, 44 civilians died during the war. Half of them were Israeli Arab Muslims. Two babies were killed from my city, Nazareth. Dozens were injured when rockets fell on Nazareth. So the terrorist organization, when they attacked Israel, they attacked the Arab society as well. And when I was there, I was defending Israel, and I was defending both Jewish and Arab society. So so to complete my, my message is that I, I, not only like if you'd ask me, okay, knowing that also, whatever you pat, pat the, all that journey in the IDF, plus the fact that you were injured very badly in, in during the war itself, two days before ceasefire, by the way, my luck. Um, uh, would I would I do it again? A hundred percent. But I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you. Today, as a public figure, as the CEO of Together Vouch for Each Other, am I advocating to go and serve in the IDF? My answer is no. I am supporting anyone who wants to go and do that. I'm supporting of that. But I'm advocating for something called the national service. And our motto in the organization is serve your country while serving your community at the same time. And I think it's the best solution for the Israeli army. It's actually, it's actually the key you know, to enter the Israeli society. This is how I feel. Just and for our audience who doesn't know, it, national service is like instead of drafting to the idea, if you, you can volunteer. volunteer in hospitals, yes. organizations, NGOs Mada, for two years. Uh, the police, for two fire years. department, year, one year or two years, yeah. you can do that. And by the way, get this. This is amazing. Ten years ago, only 200 volunteers per year from the Israeli Arab society. Do you want to guess how much now? Ten Times years 10. Later, 5,000. Wow volunteers from the Arab side, most of them coming from the Muslim community, volunteers yearly in the national service. You know what that means? Within 10 years, obviously, the number will go and grow more and more. 
So within, the, within 10 years, there will be tens of thousands of Israeli Arabs serving the country. Why and mostly then tell from... Me, and yeah. Why mostly from the Muslim community? It's because of the number, obviously. Okay. You know, you have 1.5, 1.6 million Muslims. Okay. So that's, that's, that makes sense. But it's still, it, it is something. Mm-hmm. And then when we talk about tens of thousands who serve the country, and then you come into me in, 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 in 10 years and ask me the same question about the return and everything, and we'll talk about it again. And we'll see that suddenly there is a, a number and people after what I'm saying and what I'm representing. And this is the main thing because a lot of people would ask, so do you represent yourself or there, uh, is there uh, you yeah. know, people behind you? Are there numbers behind you? Are there numbers like? behind me? So you seem like a, like a hopeless optimist, right? Um, it's like we can't get a negative word out of you. But I'm going to ask you to Go challenge yourself and tell me what are, like, what are some of the biggest challenges you face when encountering the Arab-Israeli co- That's community. Easy. I have to talk, be honest with you. <laughs> like the, the top three uh, challenges that you see in the Arab-Israeli community. The top, the toppest, or, or number one, is that we are afraid to speak out loud. And because of that, when you go and to, to talk about the other issues, they're not important. I don't care about problem number two or problem number three. It doesn't really matter. It starts from... Problem number one, um, we are afraid to talk. We are afraid to speak out loud. Listen, like me, there is a lot. Like me, thinking like me. Not in terms of you know, listening to the army and all, all that. No, I'm talking about being interrogated in the Israeli society and being part of the Israeli society and want to affect and want to be in high positions and, 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 uh, and you know, to, 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 to be, as I said, part of the, 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 the society, the Israeli society, the whole Israeli society. Um, and, and by the way, define themselves also as Israeli Arabs. Like me, there's a lot. Mm-hmm. The difference between me and the others is that I'm speaking out loud. I'm very lucky that because we have this organization together voucher suddenly we, there's a roof for people to come and be part of that organization and you know what to get out of the closet as we you know say and to speak out loud sometimes really they need to come out I of know, the closet I know also. I know it's this is this is this if if there is some sort of a criticism and some sort of like you know it 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 I don't want to say frustration, but I do want to say that I'll give you a lot. I love to give examples from, from my journey in the last three years. Go to my Facebook page, for instance. Any post that I put on, you would see thousands of messages and comments from the Jewish community, but only few from the Arab society. And the reason is because they're afraid to talk. But if you come and if I open right now my phone and I show you my private inbox, you would see thousands of messages from Israeli Arabs saying, keep doing like this. Finally, someone, finally, someone with your voice speaking out loud. Sorry for not supporting you, but I want to give you even the, the, like, it should shock you. My sister, uh, by the way, my family supports me, and because of that support, I'm, I a- I'm able to, 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 you know, to, to maintain this energy and continue with that. And I'm, but I don't want to focus on my sister. My sister admires me, admires me. What time we're sitting down in the living room, you know, standing, we're sitting down with all the family. And then she told me, listen, I have to share with you what happened to me today. I saw a post of you. I was so proud of you. I start writing a comment. 
Youssef, you know, or, or you know, you're the best. We, we, we believe in you. We support you. Ta -ta 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 -ta. All she needed to do is press enter. Instead of that, she pressed delete, 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 delete. And she told me, I, I, I really don't want to post or to comment because I know that one minute after that, those extremists will come and attack me, my kid, my husband, and my father, and my mom, and my, our family. Are you talking violently? Are you talking about like physically scared or scared of like uh, backlash on the internet? Listen, the problem with the extremists on both sides. You never know. That you don't know. You never know. And now listen to this. I, we have to stop on that point for a second. Yeah. Because it's important. Okay. Meaning I, I'm not, I, I don't care about comparisons or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm not trying to say the Jewish community, whatever. I'm just saying that there's, there's levels, right? And the question is to what level? Meaning you never know what the extreme will do, but there's a likelihood, right? It's like there, if there's a 1% or if there's a, I don't know, 0.2% chance of something, me being afraid of it is maybe my delusion. If there's a 50% chance of something happening, then all of a sudden that's a justified fear. So I'm saying, what is she fearful of? And is it is it something that actually is First of legitimate? all, you don't want to take any chances. And okay. it doesn't matter. I, I'll, I'll, take, for example, what happened to me. I woke up one day, go to my car, and suddenly on my windshield, there's a note. Stop talking about the joint list or else. Three points. That's plus, like, could have plus, been worse. Plus, like another, a dead horse's head. Oh, don't on, worry. I got a. I don't want that. But I'm giving them but ideas. I, but I watch the Godfather, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but I gotta be honest. I also censored the some words from that letter. You know, keep it more uh, civilized. Uh, civilized, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but not only this. You can see on the on the internet. Uh, you can just go and see the extremists. The yeah. problem is that the more I see the extremists on both sides, you know, uh, uh, attack me, the more that I'm more focused and understanding that this is the way. And I'll explain to you why. What happened here? There is extremist Arab from, you know, our society that for them, I am, uh, 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 I'm breaking their agenda. Because I'm proving to them that the majority of the Jewish society are not racist. And then I come to the Jewish uh, society, the extreme, the minority extreme Jewish society, and I'm proving to them that the majority of the Arab Israeli doesn't want to kill the Jews and, want, and, and they're not terrorists, and they actually want to be part of the Israeli society. But do you know when I realize that I'm on the right path? When those extremists and those extremists start cooperation against us, cooperate against us when they start cooperating against us i know that i'm on the right path i know that they i'm cooperate? making cooperate they, they you would see that they, they're even the comments they're like suddenly agreeing with each other against my activity my organization and myself you see oh my god <laughs> i did something it's kind of like the Gidon levy article i mean right in the end it's like he somehow weirdly adopts the racist outlook that Arabs are just out there to get you and they're just out there to kill you. And, and he adopts it and says, you have to be like that. Listen, it's, 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 it's crazy how some Arabs and some Jews, uh, well, uh, I would say even some you know, uh, people outside of Israel, uh, knows better than me about my society and what we, yeah. you know, that... Uh, but they, they can do what they ever so, they want. So, okay, so let's talk a little bit ab about the state of Israeli Arabs. Yeah. 
because I strongly believe, and I think you're a proof, that if there's a, an Israeli Arab child who's talented and who, who, who comes from a family with values of education and, and uh, I don't know, uh, working hard, and he ha- has as much as opportunities as a Jewish kid from pretty much anywhere. Okay. And I also know that, for example, in the past uh, 10 years, uh, um, the number of Israeli Arabs in universities uh, doubled. Of course. Doubled in 10 years, which is uh, amazing. Nobody talks about it. We need more, but of course. Yes, yeah. but it's a good. So do you agree with my assumption? Look, is there problems? Yes, we've already established that. But... The opportunities for any citizen here in Israel, it's open to everyone. By the way, it's not only the problems between, uh, for instance, the, e- the equality between you know, the Jewish and the, the, the Arabs. Sometimes it's among the Jewish themselves within the Ethiopian community, to the Ashkenaz, to the Mizrahim and Ashkenaz, to the Sfaradim. And the, uh, so... There I is challenge that assumption. I challenge the 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 notion that there is a like I feel that an, even if an Ethiopian kid who's talented who wants to succeed, he can do it. In so Israel. could so, an Arab so, citizen become prime minister of Israel? Yes, of course. L- listen, yeah. listen. I think so. Yes. Listen. Let me let me explain something. First of all, before run. listen, before of course we've already had that with Azmi Pshara, by the way. Yes. He runs too bad he did. Yeah, well. well, now he has another career. Yeah, uh, yeah. being a spy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it, it's not about this. Um, here in Israel, we need to give better chances, okay, for weaker societies, and it's not a secret that in some communities, some of them in the Arab society, some of them in the Jewish society. Uh, that have, uh, if you would start from the, you know, the op- the, the, the starting uh, point, it's not exactly the same. Uh, if you go to a, 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 a specific community or if you go to a specific city or town or whatever. Yeah, but, but, go back. In general, but in general, I'm saying in general, and this is something that uh, I'm agreeing with you. In general, uh, like it's not an apartheid state. It's not like there's something that would stop you. If you want. And I, as I said before, I am a living proof of that. Yeah, you don't come um, from a rich... I don't come from right, a rich... Uh, uh, I don't so. come from a rich family. And I am uh, from Nazareth. Uh, and at uh, three years ago, before I quit my job, my last position was a CEO of a marketing research company. Uh, and I was a commander in the IDF as well as an Arab. I'm not saying that. But obviously, uh, it's not uh, black and white. It's not like, oh, you can succeed, point, that's it. No, there is uh, problems and there is issues social issues that we need to take care but this is something that it's not because you're an arab or you're a jew it's because of our government and our society that i think that we need to do it better but this is something to talk about more politics on about uh, more uh, uh, issues that how we can uh, we can treat them so uh, social are, issues so what are some of the top issues you want to tackle well i think i think the years. most I, I think i think the most important thing right now it's what's going on with the illegal weapon and the violent in the Arab society. This is the most important issue. By the way, by the way, get this. I love to uh, 
you know, to give uh, examples from or data from a survey that uh, just recently happened. And one of the, 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 the surveys that was uh, recently uh, asking the Arab community, Arab society, what is the most important issues right now in, the, in, in Israel? Um, the issue of violence and illegal weapons, it came number one with uh, more than 50, 54%. Uh, after that, economic and education and the health, uh, and only the the in last place the conflict with the, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, mm-hmm. which means that the Israeli Arab right now is not focusing on that conflict. They don't care about it right now. What they care about is what's going on here, and the problem for our representative is that they don't get it. Yeah, they don't get it. In Kalman, the past, Kalman, you, you, Kalman Lieberman, by the way, I don't know if you heard him. Hello, Kalman and ah, Liebelman, yeah. the radio show. They yeah. did an hour long a few days ago where they talked to random people from the Arab community just to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was eye-opening. In the past year, uh, I think 20-something women were murdered by their, in their households. And about half of them, even a bit more, were Arabs, where Arabs are 20% of the population. So not only that, you can see the numbers of the the. the the Arab Israelis that they're murdered just uh, this year in 2021 we're already on 20 people in just a month and a half but the state can't prevent a husband from killing his wife listen 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 first of all it's not about just killing his wife there is illegal weapons and there is crimes and there is uh, 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 you know uh, 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 all the, the the criminals that they're outside and yes we can prevent it. There is three steps to prevent this thing. The first step, uh, it's uh, with the police. Uh, you know what is Yassam, right? Mm-hmm. Ask any Israeli Arab, ask any Arab in, the, in, in, Mizrach, in, in East Jerusalem. When you say Yassam, there's some sort of a respect. It's the police's Yassam special commander. Yeah. Yes, special, special commander. You, know, you, don't, you don't mess with the Yassam. The police should do a unit specifically to the Israeli Arab crimes and illegal whipping, just like that. Because right now, any police officer would come and you would see them. There's no, z- I there's hear, zero I respect. I hear the uh, the left wing uh, organizations right I, now. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> listen to me. Any apartheid left, state. Listen to me. Listen to me. And I I said it even on Channel 12, and you can see that the people who who were na- we were in a panel in an, uh, in, 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 in in talking about it. The Israeli Arab right now. They are even willing that the IDF go inside as long as they target the illegal weapons and the criminals uh, in, in, in our society. Yeah. Get this. They are ready for the IDF to get in. So first, make sure that there is a special unit like Yassam targeting not the Israeli Arabs. I'm not saying targeting us, no, and being racist. No, targeting the illegal weapons and doing exactly what they need to do. That's one. Second, we're talking about... What you're saying now, it's war. It's war, going to against, war. war going against to war. crime. Yes. Yes, but yes. it's war. It's conquering cities. Like conquering Gaza. I, I am, it's like conquering I am, Gaza. I am telling you. Just for the listeners. Some cities. It is a total exaggeration. It's not conquering or no, nothing. Just a little bit. But it but is when you go and, cr- and, you, and when you go and you deal with criminals, with illegal weapons, zero tolerance. That's what I would do. Okay. You don't have to accept uh, to agree with me. By the way, I'm I'm saying no, that's I'm for what it, we need to do. And the thing is, then the thing is, 
I'm not alone in that. And finally, I'm not alone in that by speaking out loud. <laughs> Ask anyone right now in the Arab society, even those who are pro-Palestinians, they would say the same thing. Get the police inside to, to, to kick their asses. What's number two yeah, and three? Yeah. Uh, number two in solving the, 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 the violence and the crimes is when we go to the legal system. Uh, here's the best example just from uh, we, uh, weeks ago. Shira Iskov. Everybody knows her story and how she is our such audience, a brave, Our audience brave. doesn't know the story. She Go was for it. Uh, almost murdered by her husband. Jews. Uh, Bru- not, brutally, not Arabs. Yes, brutally. Brutal, she was brutalized by her husband with yeah. stabbing and, and hitting her. But survived. But survived bravely to, to tell her story. And because she wasn't murdered, do you know what is the maximum punishment for that? 20 what? years. Mm-hmm. This criminal, this animal should be locked in jail and not see one daylight. What's mm-hmm. the minimum? Because that's, that's what he's going to get. The maximum. I know I'm saying what's the minimum because that's what he's going to get. But th- th- this is absurd. Uh, this is absurd. So what third I'm saying, is a cut for you if you behave. So yeah. what I'm saying so is... He's, he's going to see the light of day in like seven so or eight years. what I'm saying is that we need to make sure the law would be harsh on people who are violent or people who are attempt to kill or kill. Okay. And the third and mm. the last point. <laughs> Word. And, the, yeah. third and, the, and the, the third and the last point, but it is, although it's the third point, but it is the most important point. <clears throat> education. It all begins with education. We need to educate our kids okay. to start from but the beginning. Here, which leads to my, my point, which is, you can, we don't have much time, right? Yeah. How long well, do we have? Five more minutes. Five more minutes. So y- y- my point is that you can march an army to those cities and you can fight and you know, and you can do, but if a culture has, is, I'm going to say something not PC, but let's assume there is a culture which is inherently violent. Okay. Uh, then how, then you can, Throw money and weapons. Okay, it's but this one so culture, and not okay. he said culture and not race. Culture. Let me. And let education me, starts at let home. Me, let me verify it because this is the most we can say bullshit, right? Because this is the most bullshit thing I ever heard. Why? I'm not. I'm not saying that there is not a problem, but what you're doing again is you're generalizing everything again. Okay. Uh, my friends, Jews. Uh, sorry, uh, Christians, Muslims, Andrews. They, <laughs> I don't think that they, uh, in their culture, in our culture, uh, you know, we wake up and say, hmm, I want to solve this in terms of uh, violence or uh, I want to go and come and and. and if there's a you. trans woman no. in most Israeli Arab homes, uh, she no, no, will no, be no, 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 no. Now, now, you're going, now you're going into the LGBT community, which is a different, different, different uh, topic. I, I, I would love to talk about this. No problem, uh, by the way. Obviously, for... Me and my beliefs, we are all human beings and we believe uh, in equality for all. As, 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 I, as I'm asking for equality between Jews and Arabs, it's equality between all human beings. But we are talking right now about something more. Obviously, we are coming from a traditional society, no doubt. Very traditional society, okay? Where, you know, uh, as Christians, as Muslims. And conservative. And conservative, definitely. I'm not saying that. But we're talking right now about 
most of the crimes is not against uh, transsexual uh, women or LGBT community. It's about crimes that happened because of violence in general and, 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 and money and respect. This is the word, respect. That's our problem. I always mm-hmm. say, I'm not running away from the, the fact that there is this thing about respect. Okay? But again, coming and putting out on 2 million people, that's also false. It's not right. But coming and say there is a problem. Okay? Cultural it's not about cultural because people are not there's a bad education system bad education system but the okay. education starts at home um, it starts at home if, if, if at home I am not saying not uh, trust me I'm actually with you but again we cannot make a general exception on all the two million Israeli Arabs that's my point yes. I agree with you but here I can tell you that my the, the my family education was on high the highest values there is. And it and shows. I, and I can tell you th- thank you very much. But I can tell you that also my friends, the same thing. Okay. So there is and there is. But in order for us to make it sure, we need to be focusing also in education in general in our society. Because again, I'm not I'm not like those politicians that will run away and would say no no there's no problem no 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 we no we we do have the problems I I I can agree on fifty percent of what you say the other fifty percent is that what you made it sound like it's all of us like this which is no, not I didn't okay? s- that's not what I said but it it sounded like this so it's very okay. important to clarify it okay it's what okay. he meant it's not <laughs> <laughs> no so we gotta go because uh, yes, Yusuf yes. is a we very continue busy for hours. Yes. we will do but part two yes yeah. come, <laughs> come again thank you so much for coming before we go we are uh, sponsored we'll do the Masalia yeah. later but we're sponsored by Masa Israel so check them out and also uh, the forward go to forward.com slash 2NJB and yes. get uh, a discount. Special, you get a special offer for podcast listeners, 15 bucks, six months. Your own social media, very important, guys. Follow Yosef Haddad, yep. right? Y-O-S-E-P-H-H-A-D-D-A-D on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and YouTube. Amazing. And, and also, Old Sheva, guys, check them out. Uh, yes, IsraelNationalNews.com. Australian uh, Jewish News, AJM.TimesOfIsrael.com. And, and we finally, accept yes. donations. Please help us out. Go to twinjb.com slash donate and throw some money at our direction. Thank you so much for coming. It was a pleasure. Thank pleasure. You so, so very inspiring. Well. Thank you very much, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.